This is Dr. Marnie Peterson. I am the Outreach Coordinator for the Antimicrobial Stewardship Project, which was launched recently by the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. A component of this project, our podcast, with global experts in the field of antimicrobial stewardship and antibiotic resistance. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Amanda Boudoin about her role and leadership in the establishment of a One Health approach to antibiotic stewardship. Dr. Boudoin is director of the One Health Antibiotic Stewardship Program at the at Minnesota Department of Health. Amanda works with stakeholders of the state's One Health Antibiotic Stewardship Collaborative to move antibiotic resistance and stewardship activities forward across the disciplines of human, animal, and environmental health and agriculture. She holds a Doctor of Veterinary Medicine degree from Cornell University, a PhD in Veterinary Epidemiology from the University of Minnesota, and board certification by the American College of Veterinary Preventative Medicine. Amanda has worked in equine and small animal clinical practice and conducted research in influenza on influenza in swine, poultry, and animal populations. She previously worked for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, where she provided infection prevention and control support to healthcare facilities across the continuum of health healthcare and assisted and assisted foreign governments to establish national surveillance for antibiotic-resistant organisms. So a very extensive uh, background and a lot of experiences in antibiotic surveillance and antibiotic-resistant organisms in human and animal health. Dr. Bedoin, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. So just to start our discussion today that relates to the One Health Antibiotic Stewardship Program at the Minnesota Department of Health, I'd like you to just take us back to describe a little bit about the historical role that the Minnesota Department of Health has taken uh, within the area of antibiotic stewardship. Yes, the Minnesota Department of Health and the state in general has a long history in antibiotic stewardship activities. And um, it was some, some folks here at the Minnesota Department of Health who years ago realized that antibiotic resistance was a problem and really helping, uh, really healthcare facilities needed assistance to address optimal use of antibiotics. In the early 2000s, Minnesota Department of Health established the Minnesota Antibiotic Resistance Collaborative, and that had representation from multiple areas of Minnesota healthcare. In that collaborative, they identified ways to support and um, provide guidance materials, particularly for outpatient and long-term care facilities. In more recent years, the Minnesota Department of Health, as well as partners like the Minnesota Hospital Association and Stratus Health, our state's um, quality improvement organization, have held annual antibiotic stewardship conferences for human health care, and they've developed toolkits that are specific to acute care hospitals and long-term care facilities. And those toolkits um, and other materials are still available on the Minnesota Department of Health website, and there are healthcare facilities throughout the state and outside of the state of Minnesota that access those materials and use them to help um, establish antimicrobial stewardship programs in their facilities. Um, there were challenges, though, in the process of helping to support antibiotic stewardship throughout the state. Um, it, there were challenges with regard to Minnesota Department of Health really being able to connect facilities with the tools that were available, either from the health department here or from Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And um, really within healthcare facilities, this is still true, there's a challenge with regard to resource allocation and and being able to 
emphasize something like antibiotic use when there are so many other things to focus on in the realm of quality improvement and day-to-day healthcare. So those are challenges that, that still exist now. Another challenge that was identified by the Minnesota Department of Health was really taking this understanding of antibiotic use and looking at it across the spectrum where antibiotics are used. And so this includes human healthcare, animal health, and the environment. Um, in addition to the activities that Minnesota Department of Health and its partners have been doing over the last years, there has been activity um, with regard to antibiotic stewardship in the animal health realm here in the state. Minnesota Department of Agriculture over the years has had series of meetings with um, industries, particularly beef and dairy, to discuss residue prevention and antibiotic use issues that are specific to those ag food agriculture fields. And one of the most important things that has happened in the realm of animal antibiotic stewardship over the years is the increased focus on quality assurance programs. Just like in human health care, quality assurance programs in animal health and in food animal production are really important. Um, and identifying how you can improve uh, processes within each industry to optimize animal health and safety, and that process does include antibiotics as one tool in the toolbox to animal health. So, Department of Agriculture has focused on um, quality assurance as well as all of the industries have focused on quality assurance over the years. And then certainly veterinary medical um, pro professional um, groups like the American Veterinary Medical Association um, and species-specific groups have developed antibiotic stewardship guidelines um, for the field in the past. But it isn't until it wasn't until um, late 2015, early 2016, when a real effort was made here in Minnesota to sort of align uh, these uh, efforts among the different fields and see how we can work together to improve our progress. Can you also speak a little bit, before we talk about the One Health initiative that was then formed across all these different, uh, across the spectrum, a little bit about the antibiotics in the environment. Yes. Um, the environment is the third piece that we think about when we think about antibiotic resistance in this One Health uh, concept. Um, this is an area that we don't actually have a lot of answers. We, there's a lot that we have to learn. We do know that antibiotics enter the environment from a variety of sources, and this includes wastewater treatment effluent, um, deposition of solid waste from wastewater treatment facilities, and of course deposition of, of solid waste from agricultural facilities, so spreading um, these uh, materials, whether it's manure or, or um, solid waste from our wastewater treatment plants on agricultural fields. And we do know that like other contaminants, including a variety of different pharmaceuticals, not just antibiotics, antibiotics can be detected in our state's surface water. Um, and this includes rivers, lakes, and streams. Minnesota Pollution Control Agency does conduct um, testing routinely of our surface water. And they do say that contamination is often correlated, well, antibiotic contamination and other pharmaceuticals um, is often correlated with lakeshore development, uh, septic drain fields, agricultural cropping, things like that, stormwater runoff, um, and livestock operations because of the proximity of these um, industries to our lakes and, and streams. Um, 
In addition to what we know, the little a bit that we know about antibiotics in the environment, antibiotics in their metabolites, uh, we do also know that antibiotic resistance genes can be detected in the environment. And fecal material is the primary uh, way that antibiotic resistance genes uh, are, are, um, are carried into the environment. And this is fecal material that's both human and animal, and, and fecal material is just a reservoir for antibiotic resistance genes. And so at this point, um, it's a little bit unclear what the impact of antibiotics is in the environment, um, and this includes the um, role of antibiotics in the development or maintenance of antibiotic resistance genes in the environment. Um, but we do know that in Minnesota, the impact um, overall might be minimal because we really do have excellent wastewater treatment infrastructure. Um, we do a great job here in the state of, of keeping contaminants out of the environment. Um, but more study is needed, and we, we now, um, particularly with this collaborative approach, have the opportunity to collaborate across sectors, across animal, human, and environmental health to better understand what do these findings mean, um, and what can we do better if, if there are things that we can do better. And, and one thing I'll, I'll just note, um, that here in Minnesota, you know, we, we would, as we move forward with this, we will find... Um, certain findings that relate to uh, our antibiotics that we have in our surface water and our antibiotic resistance genes that we have in our environment. Um, and, and the findings might be helpful for our understanding of antibiotics and antibiotic resistance genes in other um, locations. There are places in the world where antibiotic uh, contamination of the environment is oh, considerably higher than it is here in Minnesota, and antibiotic resistance gene contamination in the environment is higher. And so I think that because we have this collaborative approach and we have infrastructure and experts here in the state to do this work, that we have um, the potential to really contribute to the greater knowledge of, of this uh, problem across the globe. So I want absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about the collaborative approach that you're taking with the Minnesota One Health Antibiotic Stewardship Initiative. And in 2016, you brought the stakeholders together to begin the conversation, which has then led to a five-year strategic plan. I'd like you to just describe a little bit about that initiative and who are the representative stakeholders that you've brought together. Well, I, I should maybe start by saying that the reason that we thought that a One Health approach would be really important, particularly with regard to antibiotic resistance and antibiotic stewardship, is because this is one scientific area where it is really true that human, animal, and environmental health are inseparable. And so the way that it was framed from the beginning was that if we know that this is true, if we come at this problem with this understanding, um, and we also come at this problem with the understanding that antibiotics are a shared resource. And that means that any antibiotic use in human health affects our ability to use antibiotics in animal health and vice versa. Um, then then that, was, that was a way to really let all the stakeholders know that really they've got some skin in the game when it comes to antibiotic resistance and looking at it this way. Um, and so the, um, at the end of 2015, a steering committee was put together to start thinking about how, how do we begin this conversation in this state. Um, and what ended up happening was that what um, in, in January of 2016, a state antibiotic stewardship summit was held. 
And that summit just brought people together that were professionals dealing with antibiotic resistance either because they were clinicians um, or because they were researchers or um, people who were prescribers of antibiotics or people who um, were involved in agencies that dealt with antibiotic use and bringing these people together to, um, to discuss what was important to them. So in, in short, the stakeholders and the people who were at the meeting included folks from state agencies like Minnesota Department of Health, Minnesota Department of Agriculture, Minnesota Pollution Control Agency, and Board of Animal Health, um, as well as people from academic universities here in the state, human and animal health professional associations and boards, uh, human health care systems, across the continuum of care, acute care, long-term care, outpatient, um, and the professionals from those healthcare systems include people practicing um, medicine, people in pharmacy, nurses, infection prevention and control experts, folks from the laboratories. Uh, we also included agricultural associations and collaboratives. Um, and um, even there were uh, human and animal pharmaceutical representatives that were, that were at the table. So some of the goals and objectives of that summit were to bring the people together to have a conversation um, and then uh, to discuss some of the desired objectives, perhaps explore some of the, the concerns that they may have uh, to set forth a strategic plan. Perhaps you could describe a little bit about what, those, what the goals objectives were. Yes. Um, overall, we had three meeting objectives. The first was to just get started on an understanding of an antibiotic use, antibiotic stewardship, and antibiotic resistance from the human, animal, and environmental perspective. Just the, the basics of what is the perspective from each field. Um, the second was to identify how can we work together um, for common goals. So we did uh, have an activity where uh, participants did identify common goals. Uh, for antibiotic use and antibiotic resistance. And they did that by identifying what they wanted with regard to the science and the practice of antibiotic use, and also what they feared with regard to antibiotic use changes and um, antibiotic resistance. And then our third objective um, was to develop priorities to inform the five-year strategic plan for Minnesota stewardship. What were some of the, um, some of the concerns that they might have had? Yes, and, and it was interesting. The conversation, as the conversation moved forward, it was clear that the, the wants and fears from people across the spectrum uh, fell into a few, a few categories that were similar. Um, some of the fears that, that individuals had were what we would consider <laughs> um, maybe not surprising. Um, people are afraid of having ineffective antibiotics, um, infections that are not treatable, uh, deaths, whether they're human or animal deaths and also adverse effects from antibiotic use. Um, beyond that, people were also afraid across the board of, of reactionary decisions uh, being made, uh, policy decisions or industry decisions or um, standard of care decisions being made without sound science, um, with incorrect assumptions about how things really happen on the ground. How do people really uh, diagnose and prescribe? Um, Another fear was overregulation, um, perhaps replacing careful medical assessment. So folks uh, being a little bit nervous about guidelines turning into um, regulated treatment uh, requirements. Um, and then also people were afraid of the negative impact on the environment in the ecosystem, sort of in the big picture, even though 
we don't know much and, and, and people at that meeting, you know, it's a it's a big black box, but in general people were a little worried about how antibiotic use and these resistance genes would impact the environment. But in addition to those fears, there were some clear um, outcomes that people were looking for that were similar across the board. People wanted to collaborate, have common goals, and recognize how um, how they were similar, but also how they were different, and not necessarily agree on everything, but at least be able to um, collaborate and recognize um, those things across the spectrum. People also really wanted to um, uh, make decisions that were based on, on data, so that also led to um, the conclusion that people want more data within their field. Um, they don't necessarily need to see other people's data, but they really want to be able to have a good process to understand how they can use the information in their field to do a better job. Um, and then and then I think that people just idealistically hoped for a day when there might be um, no concerns about resistance and really when the community understands uh, why prescribers of any type make the decisions that they do when it comes to antibiotics. So based on this meeting and based on your strategic plan, what are some of your goals for moving forward? The um, the five-year strategic plan does have uh, four specific goals, and, and the goals are fairly broad. Um, the goals are to promote an understanding of One Health antibiotic stewardship across disciplines, and, um, and that's uh, within the disciplines, within the professional disciplines, but also uh, promote the idea of One Health uh, among among the population of Minnesota. Um, the second goal, to improve human antibiotic stewardship. <laughs> That's um, it's fairly straightforward and quite similar to the third goal, which is to improve animal antibiotic stewardship. And then the last goal is to develop an antibiotic footprint to, um, to improve our understanding of how uh, the environment is impacted by resistance and how the environment impacts resistance. And so moving forward, um, the... Those four goals will be carried out uh, by strategic activities that were laid out in the in the five-year plan, and those activities are are going to be carried out by four technical working groups that fall uh, that will work on each of those goals. And these technical working groups are um, groups of uh, experts, everyone from Minnesota, um, experts in something or other. Uh, they are physicians. They are veterinarians. They are um, people who work for the state agencies that are involved, either Department of Health, Department of Agriculture, uh, Pollution Control Agency, or Board of Animal Health. They are people who have um, treated infectious diseases uh, and seen firsthand how difficult they might be to treat. They are also people who are doing research to find out um, on the molecular basis why are these, um, why is resistance occurring. So the technical work groups are made up of folks who are committed to the problem of resistance and the um, solution of stewardship, uh, and they will be working over the next uh, four years uh, to uh, meet those goals by carrying out the activities laid out in the strategic plan. Can you can you just describe briefly for the listeners a little bit about what the antibiotic footprint tool comprises? I think it's very interesting. If you could give a little bit of information about that. Yes. Yeah, so... Because the the strategic plan was finalized and rolled out in July uh, of this year, of 2016, we certainly have a long way to go with regard to all of the goals, um, but this one in particular. And the idea of the antibiotic footprint is that we would like to develop 
a tool that allows us to improve um, our, our understanding of where antibiotics are used and what the impact might be. So the concept just uh, basically is how do we take an inventory of what antibiotics are used, how much are used, how often are they used, and where are they used in Minnesota? And first of all, the utility of this process of just trying to um, identify uh, where and how antibiotics are used across the state will teach us a lot, um, and it will help us to find areas where we need to increase education, increase um, support uh, around antibiotic stewardship, uh, improve the understanding of what treatment guidelines might be, and also um, to identify areas where we might need to do further assessment. Um, if there are particular areas of the state where use of certain antibiotics is particularly high or particularly low, are there, um, are there reasons for that? And what do we need to do to, um, to find out why? Um, will you that, be tracking, uh, Amanda, will you be tracking both the use in human and in animals? There is no plan to track antibiotic use. And okay. I can tell you at, at the state level, and I can tell you that, that um, even if, if that were something that were in our plan, it would be nearly impossible to do. Um, the idea of tracking of antibiotic use in general is a challenge. Um, as many in the field of antibiotic stewardship know, data are hard to get, even within a specific healthcare facility or system. And um, health information technology or health IT is often a, just a big hurdle. So right now, um, with regard to the understanding of how antibiotics are used, Right now, what the, um, both the human and animal uh, stewardship technical work groups are looking to do is to gather information about how people track, what tools they use to track their own antibiotic use, whether it's in a certain healthcare facility or within a health network or within um, you know, a certain industry, uh, food animal industry. Um, and the hope is to collect information about what tools are useful in each of those fields and make that information available to other professionals so that they can they can um, improve their own tracking. Because as probably you know and your listeners know, antibiotic stewardship um, has been outlined by Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as uh, having seven core elements, and one of those elements is antibiotic tracking. And so within an individual healthcare facility or even for an individual provider, the understanding of what they're uh, prescribing um, is really helpful to improve practices. But on the statewide level, we're not looking to track antibiotic use, um, even if it were possible. From the standpoint of this antibiotic footprint, uh, what we hope to do is gather information that we can from various um, sectors, healthcare sectors, um, healthcare sectors and, and um, veterinary medicine sectors, to just get an estimate of uh, how antibiotics are used. And again, as I mentioned, this uh, this strategic plan uh, was completed in just July of 2016, and we only over the last few weeks have um, gotten these technical work groups together to really start the activity. So a lot of the methodology for how this footprint will be done um, is, is not yet defined, uh, but there won't be any statewide tracking of antibiotic use. The, and, and then just to com complete what I was mentioning about the footprint um, concept, in addition to helping us understand perhaps how antibiotics are used across the state and where there is a need for more 
um, resources and perhaps continuing education and, and support. The second utility might be to use these antibiotic use inputs um, and what we might know about the fate of antibiotic-containing waste, so solid waste, wastewater treatment, um, plant um, effluent, for example, um, to understand where in the environment of Minnesota we might expect to find higher or lower antibiotic residues. Uh, and this could just be a guide for us to explore the environmental questions that I alluded to earlier in this conversation. There is so little that we, um, that we know about the role of the environment, and so perhaps putting together this footprint of antibiotic use um, might, might be helpful to guide some of those uh, uh, explorations. So my final question to you is how, what your plans are for engaging with the public around this concept of a One Health approach. Yes, it is very important to engage with the public because uh, they, they really do have a role to play in making, um, not only in making an impact on antibiotic resistance, but also in making this a priority issue in their community and in the state. Um, there are, uh, there, there is messaging that happens through uh, Minnesota Department of Health, for example, for Get Smart About Antibiotics Week. There is mes messaging that happens within healthcare facilities. Um, and, and those primary messages are really that each individual member of the public has the ability to decrease uh, antibiotic use and or use antibiotics responsibly. So they do this by preventing infections, um, also by talking to their provider about what they might do for symptom relief rather than asking for antibiotics. Um, and then when they are prescribed antibiotics, making sure to take them exactly as prescribed and to protect our environment to dispose of them, uh, to dispose of any leftover medication as directed. Um, what the collaborative has planned to do is to develop materials collaboratively among stakeholders. Find out what are the what are what are the ways uh, to engage the public in each of the fields, whether it's um, human healthcare, uh, understanding about an antibiotic use in animal health and food, animal agriculture, um, and the questions about the environment. To develop those materials collaboratively, so that everyone agrees on the message and then leverage our existing and perhaps new resources to get that information out. We are in the early stages, um, so at this point we're really, as I mentioned, just using every opportunity to talk about appropriate antibiotic use. And we're hoping that folks who are members of the collaborative, by, by um, just their participation in this collaborative, will be able to talk more openly about these connections um, and will also be uh, able to identify what the best ways is to get the message out to the public. Um, th this is a team effort. Um, it's sort of a cycle. You know, if you go into your outpatient provider and you're expecting antibiotics and that provider or that facility doesn't have, isn't, isn't coming to, um, uh, to uh, disease uh, diagnosis and uh, prevention from the standpoint of stewardship, then, then it's not going to work. So it's a combination of a facility making a commitment to antibiotic stewardship and that physician or other prescriber making a commitment to antibiotic stewardship, but also that patient understanding um, that antibiotics aren't always needed. And once we have all of those pieces in place, um, it, things, things can really progress. Well, I would just want to thank you, Dr. Bedoin, 
so much for this very interesting conversation and our ability to discuss your efforts in leading approaches to optimize antibiotic use and preservation through a One Health approach. Yes, thank you. I appreciate the oppor- <clears throat> certainly appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, we really um, you shared a lot of information related to um, some of the plan of actions that the state is taking, and hopefully the listeners will be able to even want to utilize some of your efforts that you've already laid out in their own settings and environments. So I wanted to let the listeners know that the information related to the Minnesota One Health Antibiotic Stewardship Collaborative is available at your website, which is at www.health.state.mn.us forward slash One Health ABX forward slash. And the information is also available at the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy Antimicrobial Stewardship Project website, which is www.cidrap.umn.edu forward slash ASP under our online resources tab. Once again, thank you so much, Dr. Boudoin. Thank you.